Hi, I'm Tony Kramer with RDO Equipment Company. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Agriculture Technology Podcast. Every day there are phenomenal advancements being made in the field of agriculture technology. RDO Equipment Company is a leader in agriculture equipment and precision agriculture technology and is here with industry experts bringing the latest news and information from RDO and John Deere. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. This is episode number 149, and today we are going to be talking about combine yield calibration. Before we dive into the show, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. You can subscribe to the show on the many podcasting apps that we're streaming this out to, such as Apple's podcast app. We've got it on Stitcher, Overcast, SoundCloud, as well as many others. While you're out there, drop us a review. We'd love to hear what you think about the show. Lastly, make sure to follow RDO Equipment Company on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and catch all of our latest videos on YouTube. You can also follow me on Twitter, at RDO Tony K. Now with that, let's get back to the show. I've got something new to share with all of you listeners. So we're going to try something a little bit different. I'm going to introduce a new show structure. Now, that being said, this is going to be something kind of similar to uh, if you've listened to some past episodes and you heard the Jake and Tony talk type episodes. What this is going to be is it's going to kind of be the same thing. We're going to try to share quick tips or some common questions that are asked uh, based on various seasons. So like this one being yield calibration, uh, we've got a lot of areas in the country that are already finished harvesting small grains, um, including here in the Red River Valley. We've got a lot of people wrapping up with their uh, wheat harvest. So it's uh, we're going to try to keep it seasonal. But the goal is, like I said, is to share just some quick tips or common questions that that we often get asked. Now, we still plan on having the shows where I will bring on uh, a guest, a product expert, to talk about various technologies in the industry or uh, newly released technologies from John Deere. But we're going to also try this uh, this new structure, just kind of offering these quick tips, common questions, and maybe some basic walkthroughs or things like that. So I do ask that if you like this show structure, let us know. Uh, reach out to me on Twitter. Uh, if you're listening on YouTube, uh, I encourage you to uh, put it in the comments. Let us know if you like this show structure. Uh, if you don't, um, all of this, uh, everything we do, every show, every type of structure, it's all for you guys. It's all for the listeners. So we want to make sure that uh, this information is relevant and that we're we're sharing good information and that it's in a structure or platform that uh, you as listeners really enjoy. So with that, I'm going to dive into this first episode of uh, kind of this new structure. Uh, again, don't really have a, a specific name for it, um, but uh, we'll get going on uh, talking a little bit about yield calibration. Yield calibration is a really, there's a lot of people that ask a lot of questions about it. You know, is it worth it? Do I have to do it? Um, I don't have the time to do it, or I don't want to slow down my operation to do it. One of the things I always say about yield calibration and and all data collection in general is 
garbage in is garbage out. And if we don't take the time to properly set up our machines, now that's planters, combines, sprayers, tillage tools, we're doing tillage documentation now. If we don't take the time to properly calibrate or properly set up things on the front end, the the data we get out on the back end is essentially garbage. Now, you can look at that in a lot of different perspectives. Um, that's just kind of my perspective of let's do the work on the front side so we get good, clean data on the back side. And then we can use that good, clean data to make educated decisions from year to year. So getting started with yield calibration, there's a couple of things that you want to make sure you do in the combine before you actually calibrate the yield. Um, I have, when I've worked with customers in the past, I ask them to make sure and go in and calibrate three things before they get to the yield. One of them is the temperature sensor, sensor, so the the moisture temp sensor. All that is, that's a very easy calibration. All you need to do in the morning, before you fire up the combine, before you run grain through, before things start getting uh, heated up, in the morning, just pull out your cell phone. We all carry cell phones these days. Pull out your cell phone, find what the ambient air temperature is at your location at that time, and you just need to make an adjustment, a positive or a negative offset to your temp sensors. So you'll go in uh, a lot of times. So on the newer S series, the S700 series, it's actually where you adjust your moisture offset. Um, but uh, in the S600 series, it's in your calibrations. And then uh, I believe the same thing on the going back to the 70 series. Uh, so all you're doing is you'll go in, you'll see the temp sensor, and it'll say 65 degrees. And whatever your cell phone says, if it says, say it says 62 degrees, all you're going to do is you're going to go in and put in a negative three temperature offset for that temp sensor. So that's step one. Step two is then your moisture correction. So you're going to have to combine a little bit to, to get that moisture correction, whether you're getting a sample from the elevator, um, from your own grain setup on the farm, or if you carry a, uh, a handheld moisture tester when you dive in. So uh, getting that temp sensor corrected properly, and then also doing the moisture sensor correction. The other one we want to do is the mass flow vibration. And this is one that a lot of people forget to do. And the question is, you know, what is the mass flow vibration? Why do I need to do this in order to get good, clean yield data? Well, so the the impact plate or whatever you want to call it, the the plate that is measuring the amount of grain that's coming in, that is it's essentially measuring vibrations. And so we need to do the mass flow vibration calibration before we actually do a yield calibration. And take it a step further, or, or actually one step backwards, making sure that some of the components, so that that mass flow or that impact plate, we need to make sure that's clean. Uh, sometimes what we see in uh, really wet conditions, if we're in muddy conditions uh, or, or just wet conditions, uh, especially in a soybean harvest, when we're cutting those beans right on the ground, what we'll see sometimes, we'll actually see mud or buildup on that impact plate or that mass flow sensor. We want to make sure that's clean. We want to make sure that comes off. 
Um, so uh, those unfamiliar where that is, is if you go into your grain tank uh, right at the top of where your clean grain elevator uh, hits the top and then goes back down to the bottom, uh, if you open up those panels, you will see that mass flow uh, vibration sensor in there. And that's what we want to make sure we keep clean. The other thing, talking about that clean grain elevator, we want to make sure that that is tensioned properly. Um, refer to your operator's manual on how to properly tension the the mass flow, or sorry, the clean grain elevator chain. Um, if it's wore out, replace it. Uh, if you've got worn out paddles in there, replace them. It's all going to play a factor in what your yield is within the display. So once you make sure all of the, the components, the wear items, everything is clean, it's good, it's tensioned properly, then we go in and we do the mass flow vibration calibration. And really what that is, is we all know you sit in a combine, you engage the separator, you engage the head, and that combine just kind of sits there and, and bounces and shakes. Well, that's what that mass flow vibration calibration is doing, is it's trying to understand Okay, how much vibration do we have when there is zero grain flowing into the grain tank? So it'll, it'll ask you to be at high idle with the separator and the head engaged, and it'll go through its process and it'll say, okay, this is how much the machine vibrates when I don't have any grain flowing through. So then once that's completed, then we jump into the yield calibration. So those, those couple calibrations on the front side are very important to, to make sure we get those done so we c collect that good, clean data on the back side. Now getting into the actual yield calibration, there's actually two forms of calibration, and it's really not a picking one versus the other. It's just the, um, the number of loads that you're actually calibrating. So there's a single point calibration and a multi-point calibration, and it, it really truly is just that. So with a single point calibration, and keep in mind, uh, John Deere specifically, I don't know about the other manufacturers, but John Deere views one to three loads, one to three calibrated loads as a single point calibration. Four or more loads is going to be considered a multi-point calibration. So taking a step back, if you, if you collect up from one to three calibration loads, we're going to be working off of a single point graph or a single point calibration line. And really, the easiest way to think about that is, is think of a, of a line graph, and you throw one dot on the map or on the, the graph. And all that's going to do is from zero, which is the, the bottom left corner, it's going to draw a line from that corner up through your dot and just keep right on going infinitely up to the top right. So that is your essentially your path of calibration information. So it's going to base all of the yield data off of that one point. Now, I said from one to three loads is giving you that single point calibration. It's kind of taking that average, and that's where it's giving you that one single point. Now, if we go to a multi-point calibration, what that's going to do is that's going to give you a, a more a flowy chart where the combine is going to do a better job at varied throughput. So if we get into good areas of crop, 
or, or high yielding areas of crop, or we get into low yielding areas of crop, areas of crop, or if we get, if we're in good yielding areas, but we're having to slow down because of the terrain we're working with, or uh, maybe it's muddy or something like that, um, that multi-point calibration is going to give you more data to work off of. So what I always tell guys is the more calibration loads you have, the more precise your data is going to be. Now, again, this is all manual calibration. This has nothing to do with active yield or any of the any of the automated yield calibration processes. This is just if you have a 70 series, S series, uh, even back to a, a 60 series, 70 series, S600, S700 manual calibration. So utilizing your grain cart with a scale, um, dumping loads in the truck and taking them to the elevator. So that's, that's another question that a lot of people ask. They say, well, I don't have a scale on my grain cart. How do I uh, calibrate my yield? Well, one of the ways to do it is to start a yield calibration load load up your truck, run, run the calibration load until that truck is full and then bring it to the elevator. And then when you get that scaled weight, then you can enter that in. So that's a way around it. Yes, it's not, it's not as easy. It takes a little more time. Um, it's, it's not as clean of a process, but we understand that not everybody has a grain cart scale or a scale on their grain cart. That is kind of the, the, basics of single point and multi-point as far as how many loads to be collecting and what the differences are. Now, when you're doing a multi-point calibration or multiple loads, which in John Deere's, in John Deere's terms, it's four or more loads. What we also recommend to, to get good data is to vary the throughput when you're collecting those loads. Now, there's a lot of different ways you can do that. Well, two kind of different ways you can do this. One of them is not harvesting a full head all the time. Now, I understand that's not the most efficient way to uh, dive in and harvest your crop, but when you vary the throughput, it's going to give you more scattered data points across your multi-point chart. And that's what's going to give you that more precise data. So it knows, hey, we've got lower throughputs or we've got more throughput. It's going to be able to scatter those dots around that chart. And it's going to give you more accurate or more precise data. Now, a lot of people that I've worked with in the past, they don't want to take the time to harvest a half of a head width or a quarter of a head width or whatever it may be. So what I ask them to do is to vary their speed. So... Take your full head width, but on the first pass, harvest at normal operating speeds. The next pass, uh, drop it down a mile or two an hour. So say, let's just say we're combining at five miles an hour. We're combining corn five miles an hour. Take that first pass at five miles an hour. Then when you turn around, or that first calibration load, I should say, um, and that's actually a good thing to to bring up too. When you do it, when you're doing calibration loads try to capture that load in one full pass. Try not to to be lifting up, turning around, all of that type of stuff. Um, just do it in one full pass. Make sure your grain tank is empty. Make sure the scale, the grain cart scale is uh, cleaned or cleared out or zeroed out, uh, or the grain cart operator knows how much they have in there. So you make that first pass, that first calibration load at five miles an hour. When you turn around, 
make the next calibration pass or the next calibration load, uh, run it at three miles an hour or do the next one at six miles an hour. Vary your speed, which is going to in turn vary your throughput. And that's going to give you, again, that variability. And it's going to give you the, those data points kind of scattered all over that, uh, that chart, which is going to give you more precise or more accurate yield data. So that's one of the biggest things to remember when you're doing a multi-point calibration or you're collecting a lot of loads um, is take the time to vary your speed. Take the time to vary the throughput and and get more data points as far as the uh, the amount of crop flowing in goes. Those are a few just very simple uh, points, um, just kind of tricks and tips as far as calibrating yield. Um, one of the things that I can say, um, speaking from experience, the farm back home, uh, working with some other customers, it doesn't hurt to continually throw in a calibration uh, load. So everyone says, okay, I, I, so the, the, the gold standard of yield calibration is once per year per crop type. So you dive into wheat, calibrate. You dive into canola, calibrate. You dive into um, soybeans or corn, calibrate those for each crop type. Now, one of the things is, yes, you can dive in, you can calibrate it, do your, your five calibration, your multi-point five calibration loads and be done and just finish combining corn. But what I recommend is, especially if you have a calibration or a grain cart scale to calibrate, run a calibration load once per day or do one in the morning, do one in the evening. Always just always refresh those calibration loads. The more the more times you calibrate, the more calibration loads you collect, again, the more precise it's going to be. So don't be afraid to, throughout harvest, continually collecting uh, calibration loads. Uh, it's not just a, the, the bare minimum, the standard would be to do it um, once per, per year per crop type. But I recommend continually doing it throughout the season to make sure your data is continually clean. So those are kind of the, the very simple basic tricks and tips when it comes to manual calibration. Now, the other thing on top of that, in, in recent years, we John Deere released, uh, well, I say recent years, it's actually going back to, oh, goodness, <laughs> S700, the release of S700 series combines, maybe even before that. So active yield, um, the automated yield calibration. A couple quick tips that I want to tell people on active yield is, let the system do what it needs to do. Trust the system. Let it collect its loads. A lot of times we'll get customers, they'll they'll run three or four active cal or active yield loads and they'll they'll be frustrated that well it's off. Well, in order to start, in order for active yield to be very confident in what it's doing, it actually wants to see 15 loads before any corrections or before you start making manual corrections. So there, there is the ability to do a yield or a correction offset for active yield, but we don't recommend doing any sort of an offset until you've collected more than 15 loads. And when I say collected 15 loads, keep in mind that active yield is taking a snapshot. So from an empty grain tank, active yield is doing nothing. 
when it hits 2,000 pounds, or, or what the machine thinks it harvested 2,000 pounds, it takes a snapshot. And then when that machine thinks it harvested 6,600 pounds, it takes another snapshot. And it uses the information in between 2,000 and 6,600 pounds to make that yield calibration. So it's not looking at the full grain tank. It's not looking from, from start to finish. It has an area in there of 2,000 to 6,600 pounds. So keep that in mind. Every time you fill up, you empty and fill up the grain tank, it's going to collect that load. Now, there's a lot of uh, kind of criteria that go into there as far as pitch and roll, um, the amount of data that or the amount of grain that's coming in. Um, there's a few factors in there where it may throw out loads. So keep that in mind. Just because you're combining and you've dumped on the grain cart 15 times does not necessarily mean that it collected all 15 of those loads. If you are here in the Red River Valley, the where I am located, we are flat. We are extremely flat. Yes, you're probably going to collect every single load that you dump. Now, you get on the outer edges of the Red River Valley. You go down to uh, South Dakota, North Dakota, um, or even into Minnesota where there's some rolly terrain or anywhere else where there's rolly terrain you are going to run into situations where active yield will not collect that load because of the pitch or roll of the machine. So keep that in mind. Now, if you have any questions on active yield, um, hey, can I install that on my machine, things like that, I encourage you to reach out to your local RDO dealership or local John Deere dealership. They should be able to help you um, uh, figure out if active yield is compatible with your machine or not. If you have other questions about uh, yield calibration, anything like that, again, uh, talk to your local RDO dealership, your local John Deere dealership. Um, they should be able to help you better understand some of the things that we talked about here today. So with that, I know when I released this new or talked about this new structure at the beginning of the episode, I said this is going to be kind of a quick tip, common questions. Here we are 20 minutes later, maybe a little more than that, um, trying to keep these simple, trying to keep them quick, but um, I don't want to leave out the, the good information that we're trying to share. So again, if you like this stru show structure, you like the information that uh, we could potentially share on this type of a structure, let us know if you're on YouTube, put it down in the comments. If you're listening on a, on a podcasting platform, um, reach out to me on Twitter or any of the RDO social channels you can reach out to us on. Uh, like I said, Facebook, Instagram, uh, RDO is on Twitter. I myself am on Twitter at RDO Tony K. Let us know what you think about this show. With that, uh, we will wrap up this first episode of kind of these quick tips, common questions, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode. If you have questions about the technology and products discussed, or have ideas about future episodes, please leave them in the comments below. You can also subscribe to RDO's YouTube channel and be in the know about each episode, or tune in on any streaming service. Thanks again for listening.